0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from Tech Support. Two in one day. One on the Malicious Compliance channel and one over here at Tech Support. Uh, not bad. Not feeling any pressure. Just felt like doing another one, trying to uh, make sure tomorrow's covered. Uh, Memorial Day here in the U.S. And by the way, if you get a chance, uh, do me a favor. Take a few minutes or a minute couple seconds whatever just reflect for a minute on you know the freedoms we have in this country for the most part i know nothing's perfect there's always going to be issues somewhere but you know the freedoms that we do have and why we have them part of the reason we have them there are several reasons but uh a lot of these folks in the military who made the ultimate sacrifice really made a lot of things possible for us here in this country and i just feel like you know what just a little quiet thanks in your head is enough. You don't have to fly a flag. You don't have to go to a parade. You don't have to, like, you know, do what I'm doing even. But uh, anyway, just my feelings on the matter. All right, let's do some tech support. Being a smart ass to a client can be good. This happened about a week ago. I work for a small IT company that provides services to small to medium businesses in a city that lots of people from California and the Northeast are relocating to. Because of this, we're getting lots of new clients that have some certain attitudes about people who are native to the area. This particular interaction was a fancy coffee shop slash bakery who's been a client for less than a month. They called in about network troubles in their office, so I, being the network guy for the company, headed on over. When I got there, I was greeted by the owner, who immediately started asking if I knew what I was doing and if I could figure it out on my own. I'm assuming because of my accent. When I asked where the issue was happening at... And if he had some more information about the problem, he got upset asking if there was another tech who was smart enough to know what they were doing that could come fix his problem. I bit my tongue and assured him I would be able to fix it if I could just be shown to the room where the computer was. After being shown to the room, I found they had an ethernet cable that they ran from the jack on one side of the room to the computer on the other, across the middle of the floor with a rug over top of it. I checked the computer and like they said, no service. The port showed good when I tested it, but the cable failed when I checked that. Pulling it out from under the rug, I found a spot that looked like it was messed up where the office chairs had been rolling over it. So I went back out to my van, got some cable and my termination kit and went back in. I routed the cable around the outside of the room, terminated it and certified it. About the time I was tacking cable to the wall to make sure it stayed out of the way, the owner came in. He asked if I had fixed the problem yet and what I was doing. I explained that it was a bad ethernet cord so I had installed a new one and his computer was up and that I was just securing the cable out of the way. This is what was said. Owner, so all you did was install a cable from Best Buy to fix my problem? Why do we pay you all this to do something I can do myself? Me, finally snapping, No, I made a brand new cable for you to custom fit your needs. To put it in terms you can understand, this is a handmade, artisanal cable that I made specifically for you. I think you'll find it works much better than any factory-made, store-bought Ethernet you can find. If you have any problems, give us a call and I'll make sure a more competent tech comes out to help you. Owner, sputtering and walking out of the office. I cleaned and packed up and left to go to my next ticket. The next day, my boss called me into his office. He asked me about what had happened at my call yesterday and what I had said to the client. Me, I was a little short with him. He was talking down to me from the moment I walked through the door. Boss, yeah, but what did you say to him? Me, what do you mean? Boss, what did you say to him about the cable? Me, he said it was just a store-bought cable and I told him that I had made it. Boss, did you tell him it was artisanal cable? (laughs) Me, <laughs> yeah, there were signs up everywhere on the menus and stuff that everything was made artisanal, so I guess it was on my mind when I was talking to him. Boss, laughing. Well, he's called us back saying how much better the computer's running and that he wants all his network cables replaced with artisanal ones. I told him I would get back to him. Me, laughing. You should charge him three times the normal install fee because they're handmade and all. You can even say the parts are locally sourced since there's that new Amazon warehouse that they just built. <laughs> My boss and I laugh about it for a minute and I go about my day. That evening, I come back in to close my tickets and reset for the next day when my boss comes over to my cubicle. Boss, you're not going to believe this. I talked to that guy again and quoted him what you said to rerun everything. He agreed without hesitation. Me. So you're telling me that he's paying a triple rate for what we normally do? Boss, yeah, and apparently he's got friends who also have called in asking for artisanal networking. (laughs) We're getting booked for jobs for the next four months. I'm going to have to start putting it as an option on the website. Me, so did you tell any of these people that we make most of our own cables that we install already? Boss, hey, if they want to pay more for what they think is something fancy, who am I to tell them no? So now I'm working jobs for all kinds of transplants to think we're offering special service when all we're doing is what we were before but with a new name. (laughs) Artisanal handmade Ethernet cables. Well, he's not really all that wrong. Um, we have a soap company, Artisanal Soap. We hand make it. We uh, don't source all the ingredients locally because that's pretty difficult to do. But uh, we do the best we can. We make a decent product. It's uh, as natural as we can make it with a few exceptions. And it is artisanal. But yeah, I've run into people like this before. And there's two types of people. One are the transplants who think the locals are just, you know, local yokel. That term came about for a very specific reason. They think everybody there is stupid uh, because they're still stuck in the same town that they grew up in, they're assuming. Um, but there's also another side. And I live right outside Ocean City, Maryland. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people that have lived there their whole lives. And I am a come here. I came from Jersey originally. I moved down to Maryland. I didn't move here for the beach, but you know, we tried to go to the beach a few times when we first moved here. And let me tell you, some of the locals down there like the true locals that have lived there their whole lives. Their parents may have been transplants, but they don't count that. Um, they act so put off by anybody coming in from out of town. It's a tourist attraction. It's it's the beach. And they act like, you know, we're just, we're all stupid. Anybody from Jersey, PA, whatever. And we're the cause of all of their problems. So let me tell you something. I can go down there in the middle of February Not a soul from out of state. Well, almost not a soul from out of state can be there. It's all locals trying to get to their jobs that they had to take on for winter to supplement their income because the tourists aren't there. And they're driving like morons. They're crossing outside the crosswalks. You name it. Being total asshats when they're serving you at a bar, uh, a restaurant, whatever. Yeah. Talk to me about... Anyway. So that, that coin has two sides to it. But yeah, that's just a general people having an attitude problem it has well in your case op it may have had something to do with your accent and hey they had it coming good for you maybe you'll get a bonus out of the deal artisanal cables external hard drive becomes a bug zapper i own a small repair shop and this is one of the worst cases i've gotten guy comes in regular customer good dude that always pays his bill Only problem is, he always smells like he rolled around in an ashtray. Which is saying a lot because my dad smokes three packs a day and I can't smell him. He drops off an external hard drive. Says it's not being recognized by his Windows 7 PC. Okay, cool. I get him to fill out the papers and take it to my machine in the back that dual boots Ubuntu and Windows 10. No dice on either. Drive is spinning, so I replace the cable. No good. I finally decide to crack this baby open so I can get in there and replace the enclosure because the drive's spinning. No clicks, no nothing. Sounds fine from the outside. Inside cockroaches lots and lots of dead cockroaches somehow got in there just husks though the same shavings you'd see in a bug zapper smelled just like my bug zapper as well after it's cooked a few big juicy moths i ripped the drive out and test it dead no good call the customer he says toss it got 25 for the effort and now i gotta bug bomb my office great well unfortunately in my past i've lived in places that had cockroaches uh unfortunately when you live in a multi-unit building and somebody else has cockroaches. Now, I'm not saying. There's been times we've brought them home here because they travel home from the grocery store. They love cardboard and paper products. Uh, so be aware of that. If there's some cardboard box or paper products that have been stored in a warehouse for a long time, odds are it's got some kind of eggs or something in it. So, you know, be careful. Pantry moths, cockroaches, sometimes ants, not usually. But uh it's not a cleanliness thing to get them. It's a cleanliness thing if you don't get rid of them. Uh, but anyway, in a multi-unit building, you know, when everybody's responsible for their own pest control and, you know, I have the local pest company come out this month. Great. I chase them out of my place into the next place. Then he does it and he chases them onto the next place. Meanwhile, the one guy in the building who's really got them and I think he's actually feeding them on purpose and trying to breed them, uh, he doesn't do anything and they always come back from his unit. So... Yeah, but they like warm things. Back then it was like, you know, cordless telephones, alarm clock radios on your nightstand, televisions. Anything that produces any kind of gentle heat, like electronics. Computer monitors, back when the old CRT ones would get even warmer than these flat screens. Let me tell you something. They could fill up with cockroaches really fast. Uh, Yeah, still makes my skin crawl. Testing is for losers. While the names have been changed to protect the guilty, and some amount of poetic license employed for dramatic effect, the core facts of the following incident are completely true. I fixed it! Gerald thumped his bag on the desk and sat heavily in his chair. His expression, somehow simultaneously smug yet annoyed, portrayed the disdain he held for Carl. Gerald, the company's head of IT, was Carl's boss, and according to legend, the fountain of all IT wisdom. A highly accomplished and experienced veteran in the dark arts of the computer sciences, Basically, the computing equivalent to a Japanese ninja master. Carl had his doubts. So it tested okay then, Carl inquired. Perhaps it was a bit of a cheeky question, but Carl didn't ask without good reason. Gerald's reply dripped with confidence. Didn't need to test it. Testing is for losers. He was now tapping away at his computer, seemingly too busy to talk. It took a couple seconds for the gravity of the statement to overcome Carl's mild surprise. What do you mean you didn't need to test it? I know it's fixed. Carl took a couple more seconds. And how do you know that? Because I fixed it. Gerald fixed a disapproving glare at Carl for a couple seconds before returning his gaze to his monitor. Despite the statement making no logical sense, it actually answered Carl's original question. So that's a no then, he thought to himself. While he didn't really want to continue to grill his boss, he needed one vital piece of information. So what did you do exactly? I upgraded the bios, came the curt reply. Now Carl really was surprised. He tried a different tact. You do know what the original problem was, right? Didn't need to, the tapping continued. After a few seconds, crawl realized that his jaw was hanging open and his brain had frozen, utterly failing in its attempt to process the abject dearth, dearth, whatever, of intelligent reasoning which had just been ungracefully dumped upon him. He really couldn't think of anything which adequately summed up his thoughts at this point, but managed to utter a token reply. Well, Carl paused, still gathering his wits. I guess we'll wait and see how it goes. Don't need to wait. Gerald stood and walked briskly away from his desk, calling back over his shoulder. It's fixed. Carl watched Gerald leave the room, no doubt off to some very important meeting elsewhere in the building. His brain was now physically hurting, screaming at him to seek out intelligent life. Somewhere. Anywhere. Maybe someone on the internet. Perhaps he could find a random stranger on the street. Could the potted plant in the corner be of some assistance? He just needed some semblance of cohesive thought to quell the pain of illogic that was currently raging genocidal warfare on millions of his brain cells. Carl studied the potted plant critically. He imagined that at this point it had a pretty decent chance of giving Gerald a real run for his money. Right, Carl thought to himself, summing up his conversation with Gerald. You don't know what the original issue was, applied some arbitrary fix, which, let's be brutally honest here, has only a slightly higher probability of working than a barbecue in an arctic snowstorm. Furthermore, you didn't test it, and you don't intend to monitor the situation to confirm that your fix worked. Carl paused to consider the facts. Seems like a winning formula to me. Now, Carl wasn't just your average IT engineer. He had been in the industry for over two decades, and he'd seen a lot of frontline action. He had worked his way up the ranks to his current senior IT team leader position by pure hard grind. Troubleshooting was Carl's bread and butter, and he was often called upon to resolve issues that the rest of the team were unable to make any headway on. In short, he knew what he was doing. The particular problem in question had already been escalated to Carl some time earlier by the engineering team, and Carl himself had spent dozens of hours systematically trying to determine the cause of the issue. After running through all the apparent possibilities twice and still finding no solution, Carl knew that it was time for another set of eyes. Either he had missed something, or had made a misdiagnosis at some point in the process. A few days ago, as Gerald was away at the time, Carl had gone to Tony, Gerald's boss, to discuss the situation. Tony was the owner of the company, an ex rugby old boy and large aficionado. He didn't have any technical expertise, but what he lacked on this front, he made up for in his ability to consume alcohol. <laughs> Why don't you get Gerald to take a look? Tony blathered, beer in hand. It was only 2 p.m., but Tony liked to start the evening early. Carl barely managed to surprise a painful wince. I'm not sure Gerald is the right person for this job. Besides, he has a heap of other things on right now. Carl tried his best to sound convincing. Nah, he'll be fine. Tony took another swig of his brew. He can spare a few minutes out of his day. Carl grimaced. Unfortunately, this is not something that's going to be resolved in a short time frame. The team spent an age on this and also spent a considerable amount of time trying to determine the source of the issue. Tony opened another beer and stifled a belch. Gerald's pretty tech savvy. I think you might be surprised at how fast he works. Don't worry, I'll speak to him tonight about it. Uh, okay, uh, thanks. Carl walked away regretting his decision to escalate the issue. But what else could he do? You never know, Carl thought to himself. Maybe Gerald will find something that I've missed. What's the worst that can happen? Of course, now Carl was starting to see the beginnings of the worst, although little did he understand the full extent of how full-blown, mentally deficient, nipple-twistingly retarded things were about to get. <laughs> A few days later, Tony called Carl into his office. Carl knew that things were serious when Tony put down his beer as he entered. <laughs> Carl, Tony looks serious. I have some concerns about your troubleshooting abilities. Carl was mildly shocked. Why is that? This recent issue you've been working on for some time. Tony looked Carl in the eye. Gerald's just told me he fixed it in under two hours and the client has confirmed that everything is now fine. For the briefest of moments, Carl experienced a flash of self-doubt, but then he remembered that it was Gerald they were talking about, and his confidence instantly returned. However, there was always the possibility, however however infinitesimally small, that Gerald had somehow managed to actually resolve the issue. Carl frowned. Hmm... Let me check that out and get back to you. Tony ascended and went back to his beer as Carl returned to his desk. For the next two hours, Carl systematically combed the affected systems, gathering evidence of the original issue and its current status. After he'd finished, Carl knew what had really happened and had the indisputable evidence to prove it. Reviewing the results of his research, Carl kicked himself for doubting his own work for even a second. Of course, Gerald hadn't fixed it, because as an engineer, Gerald was about as useful as a can opener to a school of sardines. While Gerald had indeed performed the BIOS update that he said he had, as Carl had suspected, it had absolutely nothing to do with the original issue, and subsequently, as the logs revealed, had zero efficacy in resolving it. What the logs clearly showed that in the three days immediately after Gerald's fix, there was no change to the issue, but following that there was a noticeable drop in occurrence. Curious as to the reason for the issue's recent drop in frequency, Carl investigated further. What he discovered earned him some odd looks from other engineers as he involuntarily roared with laughter. There was one more loose end to tidy up. Carl called the affected client to inquire as to their view of the status of the issue. The client wasn't happy. Nope, the problem's still there. Maybe it happens slightly less now, but it's still really ripping my underpants. Also, since that Gerald guy was here, our GD nightly report isn't running anymore. I got management all over my butt about this, and a TPS report backlog longer than a Microsoft Minute. When the hell are you guys going to fix this thing? Carl apologized on behalf of the company and assured the client that they were doing everything they could to resolve the issue as fast as possible, then he began compiling his report to Tony. The report outlined the fact that Gerald had not actually known what the problem was, had not bothered to check with the client as to whether his fix had been effective, and most unexpectedly of all, had not in fact resolved the issue. However, the part of the report that Carl most enjoyed writing was the one which outlined that after having realized that his fix had not resolved the client's issue, Gerald had attempted to cover up his failure by setting the service to automatically reboot every night. Not only had this failed to eliminate the issue and had not resolved its root cause, it had caused the client to experience other new issues. After receiving and reading the report, Tony responded to Carl with a simple, thank you. Carl felt he was entitled to some kind of an apology from either Tony or Gerald or both, but never heard anything further on the matter. Subsequent to all this, Carl went back to looking into the problem. He eventually discovered that while his troubleshooting methodology and logic had been without fault, the issue was due to an undocumented bug in Microsoft Office, which spanned two different versions. While Carl had swapped out the original version of Office for a newer one, it was only by changing to a third version that the issue was finally resolved. As far as Carl could tell, he was the first person globally to narrow down the cause of the issue. Not long after all this happened, Carl was let go because management wanted to hire more staff in a different area of the business. Carl now works as a freelance IT consultant, troubleshooting major issues for clients and giving strategic advice, and is earning two and a half times what his old company was paying him. Sometimes Carl wonders how Gerald is doing with his latest troubleshooting efforts. However, he doesn't wonder long because he already knows. This Gerald sounds like the Gerald from the uh, malicious compliance story at the hospital that I read a little while ago. Uh, just hard-headed, thinks he knows everything, uh, Yeah. It's hard to combat somebody who knows everything. They know everything. They're infallible. Testing is for losers. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. How do you know if it works if you don't test it? If I take my car to a mechanic and he, you know, fixes something on my transmission, says it's fixed, but he never pulled it out of the garage, how does he know it's fixed? you don't. He he swapped apart. That's what he knows. Alright guys, well thanks for sharing a little bit of your day with me. I uh, hope you enjoyed the video slash podcast. Whichever format you're on. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. We're not scared. And uh, leave a comment down below. If you're on one of the myriad of podcast formats that you can find us on, uh, see if there's a way to leave us a review. And uh, yeah, again, good review, bad review. If the, If you can comment on the review, even better. Just let us know what you like, what you dislike, what's your sign. Anyway, Till the next one, see ya.